If your AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Lucid's Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today is a spirituality for our time. And before we start, I'd like to give some credit to the founder of the Lucis Trust organization, and that's Alice Bailey. Uh, Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature, and the main inspiration for all the dialogue on on this show comes from the works of Alice Bailey. Here's a thought, though, from the Dalai Lama. I believe deeply that we must find, all of us together, a new spirituality. This new concept ought to be elaborated alongside the religions in such a way that all people of goodwill could adhere to it. And This reminds me a lot of... uh, of Alice Bailey and the Lucis Trust organization because one of the things that I enjoy about uh, Lucis Trust and the Alice Bailey literature is I've been able to explore uh, values, good values, and uh, uh, ways of looking at life that uh, are very creative and positive towards humanity, and yet at the same time it doesn't at all conflict with uh, my religion. Uh, But let's get on with uh, our topic of spirituality for our time. What does it mean to be spiritual, and can you be spiritual without belonging to a particular religion? Yes, uh, to that second question, yes, you can. Um, I think there are a lot of um, people who misunderstand and perhaps merge in their understanding the two terms religious and spiritual, but actually they're different. Um, As I understand it, a religion is a particular spiritual philosophy or doctrine set of rules and principles uh, that have been laid down uh, that direct the the follower of that religion on a path toward divinity. And uh, if you stay within those um, doctrines and follow those rules and uh, principles and uh, obey them, uh, you are a follower of that particular religion. Whereas spirituality, as we'll discuss on this program, is something much more um, amorphous, I guess you could say, and yet 
very inclusive. People sometimes ask us um, if the Lucy's Trust is a religion. No, it's not. We have no uh, affiliation with any organized religion. And, uh, in fact, the Lucy's Trust, which was founded about 80 years ago, 1921, has always, from the beginning, had people who come from a background in many different faiths, Christian, Jewish, uh, Buddhist, um, within Christianity, Protestant and Catholic. Um, but at the same time, we've, all, we've always had a lot of people who are not members of any particular religion also. So we seem to have a rather broad appeal. Um, but certainly a person can be a follower of their own particular religious faith and um, study the books of Alice Bailey and the Ageless Wisdom in general. They shouldn't conflict. I think one of the um, major misconceptions about what spirituality is, um, the tendency to think that it's warm and fuzzy, rather benign and passive, rather meek and mild um, in its um, approach to life, when in fact to be spiritual doesn't mean to be passive at all. It um, can be rather incisive in its approach to life. Yes, spiritual. The spiritual life is um, essentially a state of being and not so much uh, a state of achievement. Mm -hmm. It's not so much what you do, but um, what you are, what you, are, what mm -hmm. you become that really matters. And it's allowing that inner spiritual impulse to... Uh, motivate your life and um, uh, there's a tendency of religions to uh, look outwardly to God transcendent for salvation for example and uh, but a, a spiritual person a one who is really on the path perhaps looks within that looks for that God within the God imminent within his creation mm -hmm. for guidance and uh, as a way of saving himself rather than uh, uh, trying to find that uh, salvation outwardly from some other or outside... Upwardly. <laughs> upwardly from some outside source. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think there is that connotation to being spiritual, that you are self-motivated in your um, development, your evolution. I'm not in any way attempting to put down religion because I have a great interest and respect for religion, but it does seem to tend, if it's not blended with the spirituality at the same time, to direct the focus and the will outside of oneself and to put one's um, uh, reliance and to put the power in um, something or someone outside oneself whereas the ageless wisdom says that God is present within all his creation including within every human being and that means that the, the mobilizing power of divinity resides within every human being someone, some great thinker said um, that in you which seeks God has already found him and I think that's what that statement is saying. The the search for divinity is 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 generated from within the human being. So uh, we don't totally go outside of ourselves to find God, but we um, we find Him within ourselves. Spirituality, coming back to what it means in terms of its expression in the world, does not mean 
being saintly. Sometimes it might, but I can think of a lot of people that are deeply spiritual who are not particularly saintly. There's a book that came out recently. I read about it um, in a couple of reviews. It's about the life of three or four, I think, Catholics. Thomas Merton, Dorothy Day, and two others whose names escape me. But Thomas Merton and Dorothy Day are two examples of really spiritual people who were not by any means saints. Uh, I think Thomas Merton fathered a child out of wedlock when he was a very young man. Dorothy Day had... um, a child out of wedlock and was a communist Um, but they turned their lives around through their own spiritual awakening and led lives of real spiritual power and service so they were flawed and human but they were at the same time really spiritual another example I think would be Einstein he was a scientist but he brought to his science a vision of spiritual laws as a family man. Recently, uh, what I've read sounds like he wasn't uh, anybody I'd particularly want to live in the same house with. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, anybody who knows his writings would say he was spiritual. Well, as it says in the uh, Ageless Wisdom books, that... uh, that uh, which is spiritual uh, lies beyond the uh, the point of present achievement. So it's it's looking beyond oneself in consciousness that uh, is really has to do with what is spiritual. It is that which embodies the vision and which urges the person on towards a goal higher than the one he presently has attained. So these examples, for example, Dorothy Day and Thomas Merton, follow that pattern of having pulled themselves out of their circumstances and predicaments and moved beyond it and triumphed mm-hmm. over it. Exactly, and they've been followed by following that inner guidance. Uh, they, they conducted their lives accordingly, and they brought forth, uh, as in case of Dorothy Day, she did wonderful service work mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's the true mark of a, of a service of a uh, spiritual person. I think there's some connection, too, to the fact that um, Christ chose his followers from among people who were not the priests of his time, the established uh, holy men. Instead, he looked for uh, quite ordinary human beings, the, the, the fishermen of the time, but also um, prostitutes such as Mary Magdalene. Why would he look for the people such as that to um, cooperate with him in his mission? Perhaps because they had the humility and the self-awareness to be open to something totally new and transformative. Nothing like falling flat on your face and disgracing yourself to inspire the urge to change and grow. It strengthens your humility. Yes. Yeah. So Buddha also chose his followers from among people that weren't um, the uh, the priest caste of his time. So holy spiritual lives can be lives that have gone through real trouble and disaster. So those are some of the misconceptions about spirituality. I think one of the most important things to keep in mind is that it's an energy that doesn't soothe necessarily or calm or comfort spirituality can in fact shake things up it can 
um, be even destructive in its effect in the sense of destroying glamours and illusions and breaking up crystallized patterns and ideas. Um, it can be sometimes rather um, destructive and uh, harsh in its effect and yet because of its power it can bring about change for good. But that power comes from within. It comes from pure spirit within and uh, uh, spirit comes by way of the soul. Um, and um, we are a product every human being is a product of the soul and the soul itself is a product of uh, the original creative urge when spirit pure spirit merged with dense matter and produced that third factor which we call the soul and then the soul has followed that same pattern in creating a human being so the, the, the spiritual aspect is present in the soul and it's also present in the human being and that's why uh, it assures us that by the very presence of, of the spirit within us that assures us that path back to God and for those people who just tuned in you're listening to Inner Sight our topic for today is a spirituality <coughs> for our time and we need your help because these radio expen um, shows are very expensive and we certainly enjoy uh, doing them and uh, many people have expressed uh, that they enjoy hearing those shows um, so if you if we're all on the same page with that we we need your help and uh, uh, if you'd like you can make a donation that will a donation to us that will certainly help us uh, to stay on the air whether they're large donations or small donations or all together it does give us a helping hand so if you are able to donate to us, um, please do so, and you can um, you can uh, you can uh, donate by sending your donations to Lucis Trust. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Once again, uh, donations can be sent to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Zero five, and uh, we have a general package of information uh, for you. And uh, since uh, one of the themes of the show has to do with uh, defining uh, the Lucis Trust organization and uh, about who we are and how we're not a religion, that we're, uh, for lack of a better term, I guess, a spiritual uh, philosophy organization, and we explore values and um, different religions and. Um, if you'd like a general package of information, we have a lot of information, and we have the uh, included in that is uh, also the uh, Great Invocation, which is the prayer that uh, Sarah says at the end of the show. But you'll get a lot of good literature in that. Give us a call if you'd like that general package of information sent out to you. Call us at 1-866-695-8247. Once again, that's 1-866-695-8247. Six nine five eight two four seven. That's a toll-free number. An easy way of remem remembering it is one eight six six N Y Lucis. That's one eight six six. Think of New York Lucis. Our website is www.lucistrust.org. So order that general package of information, and we'll just be happy to be send it out to you. And uh, uh, certainly. Uh, Lucis Trust contradicts uh, Mark Twain. Uh, the essence of one of the comments made by Art Mark Twain is that you, 
if you put a Buddhist, a Catholic, a Protestant, and a Jewish uh, person, and an Islamic, uh, someone of the Islamic faith in the same room, two hours later you'll come back to a Holocaust. And that certainly isn't true for the meetings at Lucis Trust. I've, uh, when I go to those meetings, uh, sometimes I'll uh, meet members of uh, a multiple number of faiths, and everybody is getting along and uh, sharing values and approaches to life. So, uh, what are some examples of spirituality in today's world? Uh, I think that spirituality abounds in the world. One of the problems is that there's a, uh, a misconception that um, spirituality is separate from um, worldly life. In fact, the real duality is spirituality and materialism. But our nation in particular has this strong separation between church and state or between the religious and the secular. And I think that's part of the misunderstanding. Um, religious and secular are opposites, but spiritual, spirituality and materialism are even stronger opposites. So the spiritual can be found in both religion and in secular daily life, the way we live our family life, the way we conduct our business if we're businessmen, um, the way we, um, the objectives for which scientists work. Um, those are all examples of spirituality, and yet they are expressed in the secular daily world. Uh, can you think of others? Well, spirituality is essentially, uh, as we are told, uh, essentially it's establishing right human relations and the promotion of goodwill. Uh, these are, as we said earlier, the it has to do with the outward expansion of consciousness. And wherever that happens then you have a spiritual movement in the world. And because it moves consciousness in the direction of spirit, because of spirit of the whole, it contains more of the whole in its vision. So are you, I think you're implying that um, it's more inclusive in its vision. And um, the writings of Alice Bailey say that the spiritual is all that establishes right human relations. Everything that works toward building right relationships between people is spiritual. That would be brotherhood, uh, understanding, helpfulness, uh, a belief in the soul that unites all human beings. Those are examples of qualities that stimulate right human relations, and they are deeply spiritual. Another aspect of spirituality in today's world is the speed of life. People might not think of this as a spiritual effect, but in fact it is because I think it's um, it's it's um, hastening people's um, sense of uh, power. It's building uh, a stronger um, urge to develop and evolve. Those are qualities that I think are spiritual because they force us on the path. And it's, uh, um, you might say, uh, a spiritual organization. An example of that would be the United Nations, the mm -hmm. formation of the United Nations. Wouldn't that be a, a good example? Of the, the yes, because it brings together in the mm -hmm. effort to establish right relations, yes. It's deeply spiritual. People who have been there know that. Mm -hmm. And it, I believe the, there is so much change going on in the world today that it is being motivated by the inner spirit of human creativity to reach out. Uh, there's expansions 
going on everywhere in, in all walks of life. So in, in science is reaching out to an understanding of the uh, universe and also of the uh, of the inner world of the atom and so forth. Other examples of spirituality would be the demand for freedom that we see in all parts of the world. That's a, a spiritual impulse straight from the soul, the desire to have the freedom to control and direct one's life according to one's own highest instincts, um, the demand for human rights, the concern for the rights of the children, um, the uh, increasing concern for the environment and what man has done to the environment. Those are spiritual impulses because they're recognitions of responsibility for something, in this case, having gone wrong, speaking of the uh, environment. The sense of responsibility is always a spiritual impulse even when it's expressed just in the most obvious ways. It's spiritual because it's the presence of the soul. That's the main thing to, to bear in mind, that it is the soul at work here, because that's, uh, and that's why it is deeply spiritual, because um, it is the soul working its methods, its, its qualities out through human activities. And likewise, the, the soul works out through nations. I mean, every nation in the world has a, a soul aspect to it, a personality aspect and a soul aspect. And so nations can also, uh, if they are unified in their approach, they can also uh, begin to demonstrate that spiritual, uh, those characteristics. Well, for example, the the classic example might be France in uh, the late 18th century uh, when it declared liberty, fraternity, um, and what? Egality. Equality. Equ equality. Mm -hmm. Liberty, fraternity, and equality. That was a deeply spiritual declaration of the French spirit. And it was um, uh, linked to the American uh, Revolution and the realization that all people strive for freedom and uh, mm -hmm. happiness. Those are examples of um, spirituality within a whole nation. Right, and, and nations, the people within a nation should uh, bear this in mind that uh, they need to speak with one voice that demonstrates the soul of that nation, the soul quality of that nation. And uh, because this is uh, um, so very important in, in building the right human relationships throughout the world. Well, I have a, uh, can you comment on this particular thought? I think it relates to what we're talking about tonight. Uh, uh, we're not human beings going through a spiritual experience. Instead, we're spiritual beings going through um, a human experience. Would you agree with that thought? I wish I could remember who it came from, but I can't. Yes, um, it, it redirects the, the focus um, by its um, surprise element that we are in fact in essence spiritual rather than strictly human. I've heard that said many times. Right. It's, it goes back to what I was saying earlier that um, the, the, and probably bears repeating that uh, because we have this spiritual factor within us, within, deep within the heart, that that's where we have to rediscover and uh, meditation, of course, is one good way in which 
one can rediscover that uh, that central core of spirit because that is the uh, beginning of the path of return back to the Father's home. And that's essentially wh- why we're here. Maybe we could come back with uh, to another duality or another um, pair of opposites. The spiritual relates to the sacred, but the sacred is contrasted to the profane. And the writings of Alice Bailey said... That's why spirituality is so often seen as opposed to worldly living. And yet it has to do with one's attitude because nothing is truly profane or unspiritual in and of itself. We make it so by our our attitude of disrespect and um, irresponsibility towards it. And here, for example, uh, we could say by the way we use our money, We are either handling it in a spiritual way or in a profane way by the uh, attitude we hold towards it. Do we use it strictly for selfish purposes and for needless uh, expenditures or do we use it as an energy that can be shared with others and that is a, a stream of energy that necessarily doesn't belong just to oneself but that should be used to provide for the meeting of uh, need for all people. That can be a revolutionary transformation of um, an attitude towards something that's totally uh, material and yet has real spiritual significance when it's used rightly. Mm-hmm. And also I just was thinking back uh, another example that <clears throat> might be uh, useful to throw in here. Uh, an example of a spiritual uh, experience is is when a, when an infant undergoes an awakening. Uh, an, infant? In, an infant. I don't mean a grand awakening like the Buddha, <laughs> but I mean he wakes up to his to his family. Uh, opens his eyes. He opens his eyes and his, his little consciousness suddenly awakes, and there's this other people here that take care of him or her, and this is an expansion of consciousness for this little infant mm-hmm. and it grows from there and to the family and to his other siblings and to his family and friends and then the neighborhood and so forth and it grows from that and there is a constant expansion of uh, awareness going on there and that's that's uh, uh, what we mean by this spiritual experience so that's just another small example of what uh, we can look for in the way of spiritual experiences I hope that people listening to this program can see that their their religious beliefs, whatever they might be, don't necessarily conflict at all with a real spirituality in the way they live their lives. The two should reinforce each other. One shouldn't have to choose between being overtly religious and more amorphously spiritual. It's not that. But they are not the same because spirituality has to do with the expression of divinity in every aspect of life from the economic to the educational to the humanitarian it's all that fosters right relationship between the individual and the world around him I don't know how else we can mm-hmm. we can put it I hope that that's clear I, I find it remarkable uh, when I go to the Lucis Trust meetings that so many people of a multiple different number of um, uh, religious backgrounds are all getting along and talking, and I, I find that just remarkable. Do you have any theories about 
why that happens. I mean, there are no fist fights or anything like that, and nobody's really violently well, I just disagreeing. Think it's perfectly normal that people of different uh, religious backgrounds should get along. I think the present world is so weird uh, with its wars that are based on religious differences. It makes no sense. It's based on the factor of goodwill. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, exploring the uh, commonality, I guess, uh, rather than the differences. Uh, you You've been listening to to Inner Sight, and uh, now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. If your A.C. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your A.C. unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.